Good morning. This is Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. Thank you, everybody, for coming here. Bear with me. I have a little allergies or a cold. I don't know what it is. So if I sneeze on you or cough, I'm sorry. Hey, today, I want to talk about a really serious topic that I think is probably impacting everybody. Um, it's career burnout. And I got to tell you, I've been working now for, like, I don't know, 30 years, something like that. And I don't think I've ever seen the U.S., society, New York, has been as crazy as it has been recently. To me, at this stage, what I what I what I see, just you know, anecdotally, personally, plus everything when I'm you know dealing with candidates, hiring managers, and those folks, and writing for Forbes, speaking to all sorts of people. The common denominator is like everybody seems just stressed, anxiety-ridden, pressured, angry. I mean, insert whatever other adjectives you'd like, and it would it would make sense. Um, and it's it's a really tough time. And for anybody who's watching now, and the people who'll be watching it on the replays or when it gets reposted, this is something it, that I really wanted to talk about because I think many people don't, you know, are worried and think, oh, it's just me. You know, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? Why do I wake up and I'm still tired? You know, why am I tired throughout the day? Why am I always exhausted? Why do I always just have this like simmering kind of anger emanating from me? Why am I just quick to just lash out? And it's not just you. It seems this has become the new baseline. And if you think about it, it, it kind of makes sense why we're feeling this way. And let me get this right. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an expert. Um, I do have a psychology degree, but I don't think that was really worth anything, but maybe uh, a little understanding and empathy. Um, so I don't want to come across as like, I have all the answers, but I feel it's important to kind of bring up these topics, to talk about it, to share about it with the, with the goal, maybe helping people feel a little better, understanding what's happening and maybe commiserating, realize, oh, I'm glad it's just not me. I just feel, even though I'm still a little depressed, a little anxious, but I feel kind of better that I'm not alone and it's just me going through it that a whole lot of other people are doing as well. And my 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 understanding is this. Think about what's happening currently. We have no particular order, right? We have really high inflation rates. So with high inflation rates, all the costs are going up. So now when you get your paycheck, it's less because it you know, inflation eats away at it. So the money you have is not worth as much anymore. But the prices are up. Whether you go to a supermarket, you go out to eat, you go to a baseball game, you go to a concert. Think about it. Whatever, wherever you go, the prices are ridiculous through the roof. And it'd be one thing if prices were high, 
right? You go to a supermarket or you go to a restaurant or you order out food and the price is high, but the food is good, then okay. But think about it. Oftentimes, do you notice this too? It seems like the quality is less so that you're paying more and the quality is less. And then if you're going out to eat because they can't hire enough people, the servers are a little surly and your experience is not good. So there's this kind of constant little like microaggressions that happen. It's almost like all day long. Imagine this. You have, you know, in the summer and you're outside and it's beautiful. Maybe it's getting later in the afternoon and you have these little gnats buzzing around. And at first you don't mind, but then one bites you, another bites you, uh, one gets into your food, one gets in your ear, in your nose, and you're constantly like swapping away, swapping at it. That's kind of what it is. Little like things that keep just like, you know, bothering you. It's not the end of the world, but they just little bit, each one just annoys you a little bit more. So we have the inflation, we have the higher costs, we have worries about a recession coming up. We have concerns about layoffs in 2022 to 2023, lots of big layoffs in the tech sector, something like 240,000 layoffs in, in this year alone. And we're not even done yet. And that doesn't include all sorts of other areas that are laying off. So now you have from Goldman Sachs to Google laying off these marquee companies. Um, just recently, I keep seeing it, it, we, it looked like it was stopping for a while, but it's not. We're still having large companies, make, you know, getting, you know, uh, letting go of people. Now it's not as bad as it was, but still, it puts you on edge because now you don't know: is your job safe? Is it secure? Or do you have to worry, like, oh my God, I'm going to be next? And that in my opinion, from speaking to people over the last two dozen years, that gets in your head and it freaks you out. Now you have two groups of people. Some people bury their head in the sand like an ostrich and go, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Others are worried like, am I going to be next? Am I going to be next? Am I going to be the next person to let go? And think about how that deal, like that messes with your mind that every day, you have to worry, is this going to be my last day at work? Is this going to be that I'm going to get let go? Now, it wouldn't be terrible if it was a hot job market. Because if it's a hot job market, then companies are looking to hire. They're motivated to hire. Think like right after kind of the pandemic and things were getting better and now they have to really rehire everybody that was left let go. And so it was a little easier. It's never really easy, but it was a little easier. And there are a lot of jobs out there, a lot of opportunity. There was a great resignation. The employees, the workers, the job seekers had the upper hand. Now it's the complete opposite. If you're, and let, let, me, let me be more specific, when it relates to white collar professionals, this is not good. It's what they call a white collar rich session meaning that if you're college educated, advanced degrees, and you're you know, working in an office and you're mid to senior level, it is hard to find a job. It's desperately hot. Just yesterday, I, I posted on Twitter, X, 
is that Bloomberg um, had a had a piece saying that talking about different people and and looking for a job. And one of them was like, I, you know, sent out 500 resumes, nothing, nothing. And then you see in the comments about, hey, I sent out 200 resumes, didn't hear back. I sent out 100 resumes, I didn't get back. Um, you know, there's on LinkedIn, this woman, Lisa Smith, kind of went semi-viral, because LinkedIn, you really don't go viral. So it was LinkedIn viral, you know, talked about going on an interview and once again, not getting it and is about a thousand last I saw about a thousand plus you know you know emojis comments what have you there are hundreds I want to say four or five hundreds just people commenting hey I'm going through this too I can't find a job I keep sending out resumes nothing is happening I keep trying I go on interviews it doesn't happen or I don't even get any interviews And think of that, then you start getting worried because now you feel what's going to happen to my financial and, you know, safety. What if I can't find a job? What if I, 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 you know, what do I do? How am I going to make ends meet? How can I pay my kids' college tuitions? So you see where I'm going with this. It's, it's like every little level right now. And, and trust me, I'm not a doom and gloom guy whatsoever. I lean towards being optimist. My, my baseline, I always try to be more positive. You know, I don't even try to be like just flatline. I try to always look what's the positive, what could be the best of it. So when I'm saying this, trust me, I'm not trying to be a doomer, gloomer, you know, what's that FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doom? No, I just, well, I figure the value I add is by sharing, because I have this unique kind of confluence of things that I work on that I'm able to put together and synthesize and bring it to the, you know, to the table, you know, from the recruiting, from the writing, from all this other stuff. So I can kind of process it and then distill this information. So you can kind of get a sense of, Hey, here's what's happening. Now, does it mean I'm hundred percent right? Of course not. But at least you get a perspective that you could think of and say, Hey, some of what Jack you're saying, that makes sense. Others may not, but that's okay. So we're having this, this, this issue now. And then on top of it, it doesn't end here. So let's say you want to go into New York City or San Francisco. You got to worry about being robbed, mugged, beaten up, shot. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, it's really tough. You know, the cities are dirty. There's lawlessness. So now where you would you know, say, hey, let's go in the city and do this and let's go you start thinking, oh, I don't want to do it. So your quality of life diminishes a little bit. And then if you do go, you got to worry about your own personal safety. And speaking about personal safety, I think we also have to worry and be concerned what's going on in this global macro event where, you know, that we're in. We have in the Middle East and it's a tinderbox. We don't know what's going to happen. It was, you know, the, you know what, what's going on with Israel and Hamas. Is this going to escalate? Are, are we going to be dragged into a war with Iran and Russia and China? Who knows? And that's the frightening part too. You got to worry about not only are you worried about being safe in your own city, you got to worry about, are we going to be dragged into this? And before you roll your eyes, think about it. How many wars have we been in? We've been in a lot. And I, I hate to say this, but historically, if you have a 
president who is not doesn't have great likability and their numbers, their polling numbers are not doing well. And it's just not Biden talking generally over, over, over the course of time. More often than not, a war is started. And from my understanding, they start wars for a lot of other reasons. But one could be also just to change the mood and get everybody to, to, to stop focusing on all like the bad stuff that I just talked about. And then say, no, it's this is the enemy. And now we're going to go after them. It's all their fault. And, and and it takes the heat off of whoever is the president at the time to, to just deflect and go after this. But it has repercussions. Will they? We've also online started to say, hey, are they going to bring you know back the draft? And, and it's like one thing after another that you have that that that's just weighing on you and worrying. So my point is that it's natural at this point for everything going on to feel burnt out, to feel tired, to feel run down, to feel exhausted, to feel like you're, you're just underwater. And it's understandable. And it's not just you, it's, it's going across the board. The other thing too is the grind going a little sidestepping here. I saw this video, Christine shared it with me about a young lady, Brielle, who TikTok, kind of viral-ish TikTok video where saying about, kind of wiping away tears a little bit and saying, hey, I'm, I just started this job. I'm appreciative of my new job, but like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm up at six in the morning. I commute into work. I come home about seven o'clock and I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I have no time to do my laundry, to cook, to exercise, to, to go on a date or any, to have a life. And, you know, you could see she's not, sometimes with some of these TikTok videos, you know, they're, you know, they're amping it up and they're being overly dramatic. But to me, she came across really, hey, Wow, I didn't realize this. This is rough. I'm exhausted and tired and burnt out. And this 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 nine to five is just just this horrible grind. So you mix all this in all together. It's this toxic, toxic soup of being burnt out. And and you and people like her wonder, is this all there is? Is this this is life now? Getting up, long clock goes off, commute in which is expensive, by the way, going into work, going in. Now Now that companies are pushing to go back into the office and you don't have remote as much and you don't have hybrid as much and the way things are going, it looks like they're trying to push everybody back into the office. It's way more expensive. The time you get a train ticket, you get, you get a bus ticket, you have some breakfast, lunch, you're probably talking about 50, 60 bucks a day just on that. And then if you use your car, the wear and tear on your car, and then the wear and tear of driving in somewhere, stuck in traffic, sucking up all the fumes. And this is, this is what we're dealing with. Now, I want to take a, a little break and may turn to Christine a little bit so that to take, so you can get a sense of what, you know, how are you feeling to gauge the temperature? 
and kind of we have a list, not a definitive list, just just some you know bullet points to see, hey, how are you feeling? Where do you, you know is this happening to you, Chris? Would you mind maybe kind of sharing what we put together? Sure, you can use this as a self assessment, and it contains some warning signs that you can ask yourself. Are you regularly feeling depleted, tired, and lacking energy? Is it hard to get out of bed? Are you no longer excited about things you used to love? Are you withdrawing from social engagements? Are you experiencing physical and mental fatigue? Do you have a short fuse and are lashing out at others? Do you have poor time management skills? Are you overworking yourself, working a ridiculous amount of hours? Do you seem more frazzled, sad, lost, angry, and confused lately? Are you having difficulty focusing? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you losing your appetite? Are you feeling disengaged from work? And are you getting sick more often, experiencing headaches and other pains? That, that's a sobering list, Chris. And I would imagine most people who are watching it now probably uh, are like saying, oh my God, check. <laughs> yes, check, 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 check. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and it seems that's kind of the new normal, unfortunately. Uh, but how about this, Christine? Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to just kind of say, hey, here's all the problems. So I figure let's, 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 maybe we could just share some of the things that people could do to turn it around. Does that make sense? Is that cool? Yeah, we can show them how to like battle back against burnout. Can I just run some some ideas that I, I wrote down? And then, and then if like, you know, you could, you know, add to it. Um, no particular order. So first off, I would say this. I would... <laughs> I would first, excuse me, I would speak to your immediate supervisor or boss and let them know how you're feeling. It might be an awkward conversation, but you want to let them know. And when I say by how you're feeling, is that are you, are you kind of overburdened? Because one of the things that I didn't mention before, but it's happening is this. Companies are really tightening the belt and they're being cost conscious. So that means they might lay off somebody, but they're not replacing that person. But what they do do is they dump the work on the remainders. And the people who are remaining, for the most part, don't say anything because they're scared because they don't want to be the ones next. So you may want to go to your boss and say, hey, I know that you know you let go of Jack and I've been filling in for all his work, but I'm, I'm just drowning in work. Can we hire someone new? Can you maybe give some of the other work to another person? Is there anything we could do? Because I feel like I'm just on a hamster wheel, keep going around and I'm not getting anywhere because there's just so much work to do. And engage <coughs> with your manager and maybe even your HR person to get a sense of, Hey, I don't want to end up getting completely burnt out that I'm just not going to be able to function as well and do my best. So that's, that's one thing. And then, and then also, if you do speak with your boss and you find out that they really couldn't care less, 
you know, you're sharing and opening up and telling that, hey, I, you know, I like working at the company. I enjoyed the company. You know, hey, I like you, boss. You're a great person, but I really need help. I can't keep going at this pace. It's just not going to end well. I need, I need some help. And if they disregard it and they're not offering any solutions or, or trying to help in any way, well, that's a sign. Then you might have to say, you know what? Now, you, you won't, don't say this to your boss. You want to keep it to yourself. But you want to say, you know, hey, I'm going to start looking for another job. I got to get in touch with some recruiters, tap into my network, start looking at job boards, looking at friends I know who work at certain companies I'd like to work with, see if they can get me in. So start that going on. And by doing that, <laughs> you kind of empower yourself because now you don't feel as much as a victim. You feel, okay, you know what? I shared my concerns with my boss and supervisor and HR. And I met with a collective shrug of like, eh, what are you going to do? Well, now you know you have to make a plan and you have to try something new. Will it be easy to find another job? No. So what I would suggest, while you still have your job, play the game. Don't let them know that you're running out the door. Whatever they say, let it roll down your back because you know eventually you'll be out of there. So both straddle doing well at your job to hold on to it, but at the same time now start moving and, and looking at you know other opportunities. Another thing you could do is start laying boundaries. You know, maybe you are taking home work at night. Maybe you're sending emails, you know, at night, weekends, what have you. Um, maybe you're going on this business, going on flying all these business trips where you could easily do it by Zoom. Try to set boundaries that are that are healthy for you. You know, to say, hey, I, I, I don't, you know, to yourself, because you don't, again, you don't want to get laid off or pushed out the door. Instead of having to travel constantly, which whenever you travel, anyone who's done business travel, at first it's kind of fun, right? Go to all these different places, meet these different people, and, and it's kind of cool. But then after a while, it's a grind. You're out of your routine. You don't see your family. You don't see your kids. You get, you know, you get stuck sometimes in an airport for hours and hours, and it's not fun. So you may want to start kind of putting these boundaries up. So next time they say, hey, you know, Jack, we want you to fly out to such and such. You can say, well, I would love to give some excuse and say, let's just make it a Zoom call. You know, we could do a Zoom call, you know, or the very least, all right, I'll meet you in an office in whatever city, you know, locally. So you want to have those boundaries. Um, if you're worried about finances because of inflation, what's happening to the stock market, maybe find a financial advisor. If you're really concerned about your mental health, there's nothing wrong with finding a therapist, a psychologist, or somebody who you could talk to and share your thoughts and maybe get some ideas. You want to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You have to make it a practice and saying, hey, I'm going to sleep well. I'm going to get, you know, my eight hours of sleep. So this way, 
I'm well rested, as opposed to someone like me, who, and this is this is um, you know too much information I know, but when you get a certain age, I'm finding out for men at least I don't know how it was with women, but for men I'm finding out because <laughs> I've asked her out at about two o'clock <laughs> you have to go pee, and so you you wake up and you meet, and then for me I had some cats and dogs. And one of the cats at four o'clock has to be fed. So if I'm not there to feed her, she, she's like a like like a, a siren. I've never heard a cat do this. It's like a siren going off, that, and it doesn't stop until I get there and feed her. So then I feed her at four o'clock, and then I try to go back to sleep. I can't go back to sleep. So I'm completely sleep deprived, and being sleep deprived is very similar to this list that Christine gave of what's going on in terms of fogginess, can't, can't focus, you know, all that. So it feels that, so you want to find, to do your best you can to get a good night's sleep. It sounds lame a little bit, but trust me, if you don't, it really is not good for your body, for your mind, for your mental well-being. So you got to get a good night's sleep. You want to exercise. Because what's happened now that we're going back to work, you know, in, in the office, you're commuting, you're in a car, you're in a bus, you're in a train, then you sit in a hard seat all day long under these fluorescent lights, you're eating, you know, pretty much junk food, you're sending out, you're not eating the most healthy food, and that's not good for you. So, so you want to make sure you eat healthily. You want to make sure you don't drink too much. You want to make sure you don't do too much drugs. You're not smoking too much weed. Try meditating, yoga, go for a walk, take a bicycle ride, sign up to go to a gym. Maybe take some sort of courses online to help you, you know, improve your mindset. Work out, go swimming. You know, there's so many different things to do and you don't have to be a hardcore athlete for it. It's just more getting out and moving and having action because sitting all day in an office, sitting in a, in a, in a train, in a bus, getting home, scoffing down dinner, watching some Netflix and going to sleep, it's just not healthy. And it's, gonna, it's not going to be good for your mood, for your mindset, for your mental well-being. Chris, do you have any other thoughts maybe that you try to do yourself or people you know to try to avert burnout or try to overcome burnout? Sure. I would encourage people to take micro breaks throughout the day to give yourself some rest time. Mm -hmm. I would definitely advise using your paid time off. You've earned those and you should definitely use them. And then also you can reframe the way that you think about work. Think about like the impact you're making. And if you don't find fulfillment in your job, how can you find fulfillment in your job? Is your company have like a nonprofit that they work with? You can volunteer there to maybe find some sort of fulfillment. Or if, you know, you are not feeling fulfilled, mm -hmm. then maybe job switches in order. I love that. That's great. That's great. It's like, um, this reminds me of something. I think we wrote about it while back that like job crafting to see right how you could say how you could take what you're doing and go to your managers and say hey i you know love it here it's great but i think i could really add value by doing whatever it is but that whatever it is is going to offer you more meaning and purpose yeah 
the first step. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. The first step is recognizing the warning signs. So that yeah. definitely is the most important aspect of all of this. Yeah, it's 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 a sobering thing. You know, this is, and I hope for the people watching now could appreciate that you know, it was one of these topics where, you know, it's not, oh, wow, this is fun. This is exciting. But I feel it's necessary. It's yeah. important, right? You, you know, because I, th I think most people going through this, I, I can't see who wouldn't be going through this unless like they're a psychopath or something and they don't care about anything. <laughs> but I think most regular normal people are like wrestling with this. And tell me if I'm wrong, Christy. I think I could just say from a guy's point of view, Mm -hmm. guys don't like to talk about their feelings and I'm, I'm completely generalizing, you know, I'm completely generalizing, but on a whole, they don't like to talk about their feelings. They don't want to open up. They feel they have to always be strong and in control. And by doing that, sometimes it's not helpful because they need to do things to get better. So instead of, you know, really saying, Hey, you know what? I need some help. They don't do it. And then things just get worse. So by talking and speaking about it, I feel it opens it up. So no, it is okay to talk about this stuff. This stuff is real. This stuff could really be damaging to your well-being if you don't pay attention. And that's why I wanted to, I was really, in a way, very excited to have this conversation, even though I know it's serious and it's tough and a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I think it's helpful given the world we are in now. And it seems like we're going to be in this space for a, a while. So this gives you the tools, the mindset, the idea, some of the ideas just to get you started on how to get through this kind of very tough, challenging time that's going to last and not let it beat you down and not let it just overcome you and just get burnt out, depressed, bummed out. And just because when that happens, you're not going to be good to anybody, to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your spouse, to your partners, to your kids, because it's, it's going to come off and it's just going to be a downward spiral. So I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this gives a measure of comfort knowing that you're not alone. I hope maybe we gave you some good ideas. I hope that perhaps by framing it, you kind of say, Hey, I feel a little better knowing that this is going on. And it's not me. And um, as always, if you, if you have any questions or comments, please put it in, in the, in the, you know, in the chat where we have set up and we'd be happy to answer it. If you need any help, I'd be glad to point you to help, whether it's a recruiter, career coach, a resume writer, psychologist, whatever it may be, because the whole ethos and vibe of doing these LinkedIn lives is to help people and to offer advice and guidance as best we can and to help help make your lives better. So I, I hope I hope you appreciate you know this episode um, and any other topics or ideas you have, hit me up with it. Be glad to cover it. So thank you very much, everybody, for your time and listening and uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks.